on this episode. My fourth, I wrote, uh, it was, it's a shout out to Juan the week after y'all had drew on uh-huh. and I came on and Juan was just, I think that was the SNL episode mm-hmm. and, and you could tell Juan was, Juan was still really not happy and I still don't know the full story and I don't need to know. But like there was a few moments where like Juan would just take these digs, yeah, and it came from a very real place, and I was like, "That's outstanding!" <laughs> like, like I just got a lot of enjoyment out of, out of hearing that. We go from back from to him. back to back back to back. Somebody being too nice, somebody being too It was and two opposite ends of the spectrum. And it really, it was. So I, and I wrote it down. I wrote my. And this wasn't in any order, but I wrote Torian shitting on Adam, and then underneath that, Juan shitting on Drew. <laughs> 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 still, still love you, Drew. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle-Aged Men. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Anunnaki Radliff. Look, I have no shame in in saying that it's interesting. <laughs> Not Anunnaki, I'm talking about Adam Radliff. That's- oh! <laughs> I'm talking in the third person now. Okay, okay. Also on the show today, we have special guest Dan Hornstein is back. Yay! You couldn't have some dig for him? He's on here enough. I never have a dig for Dan, because I like Dan. Dig Dan? Mm-hmm. You dig Dan, yeah. so you don't dig Dan. What? 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 Let's just go ahead and stop yeah, and so restart. Th- tell, me, <laughs> <laughs> tell me real briefly, because I, I listened to the podcast that y'all did with uh, Charles and Patrick, and uh-huh. you started to explain Anunnaki, and it quickly turned into like <laughs> Chaos. Tom yeah, DeLonge, exactly. yeah. and yeah. so I, so I don't I don't know a lot about it, and I'm too lazy to Google. So can you give me like the thirty second thirty second stump speech? Yeah, thirty second stump speech. Watch Prometheus. Basically, okay. the idea is that there's an alien, a higher intelligent alien species that came to Earth to basically terraform it and um, mine for gold. And they, need, had, they needed like a, a slave race. So they mixed their DNA with early humans, like Neanderthals. And then they would periodically, they actually grew to like them a lot, even start hooking up with them. So there's some mixes there. And basically, there's this planet called Nibiru, which is supposed, might be in our solar system. It's just like a super long trajectory. and Orbit? Orbit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they say that that's where they're from. And they would periodically come down to Earth and give some key pieces of wisdom that would advance the Earth. But then they stopped doing it. Or, or there's mm-hmm. on their way back. But it explains how we had like these huge leaps forward in yeah. technology. So like industrial revolution, they they came down to like, no, hey, it was, they haven't been. Let's since. teach you how to make a factory. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Now, the last time that they're like, uh, had Yo, been Henry around, Ford, come here and let me holler at you. Was uh, well, depending on who you ask. So in Prometheus, in the the, the other movie that goes along with that, Covenant, Alien Covenant, yeah, Alien yeah. Covenant. The whole idea is like there are these makers and like that their bloodline would have these kind of half Anunnaki, half human, and they still had a lot of this extra knowledge. And that explains, like, basically, um, what's the word for it in the Bible? Like, 
people who Jesus. No, well, Jesus is the You're last. Talking one. about the Nephilim. No, uh, yeah, but prophets like they would oh, be yeah, prophets. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah people, you did or talk like about that. Tesla. People who are like, yeah. how would they know any of this shit? And so, in the show or in the movie. Mm-hmm. Jesus was originally in the screenplay as like the last of those prophets in Prometheus. Yeah. yeah. And then like, then whenever uh, society rejected him, killed him, like, all right, fuck humans. We're going to, bl- we're, we're, we're done with y'all. Okay. Yeah. And that's where like the aliens come in. They created the aliens to wipe out humanity. Yeah. That does feel a little bit of a combo of like three different other things. Though. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like a little bit of Scientology with their whole like volcanoes yeah, was, and the souls and yeah. stuff. It's a little bit of Prometheus and it's like a little bit of alien versus predator Well, here's where the, the predators thing. come down and teach them how to build pyramids. The Anunnaki come from the oldest discovered text on earth, like the Sumerian text. That's where it's mentioned. So it's okay. a super old thing. But what if like the first thing they wrote was like, hey, here's a fun idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, no, this no, is trust me. Like if it was just a fiction, like what if they're like, Hey, this is just a script treatment. Mm-hmm. For but I'm I'm thinking about calling it Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's definitely and like the other Sumerians are like, yeah, it's fucking dope, dude. We need to save this. <laughs> I'm and just then, saying it's then we find it like a thousand years later. We're like, holy shit. Like I watched the videos on it. And it's interesting, and it's like interesting how where they came from, when they came, how that was civilization was like huge, and they built pyramids and all that stuff. And then there's they had this whole thing about they had basically all the planets aligned up roughly. Um, which I, there's no telescopes back then. So they had like a, this pretty impressive bit of knowledge. And then that exact same thing is in like ancient Mexico, like uh, this couple of different areas were very similar civilizations, very similar time, very similar sky people. And they always have like these discs that they, they uh, leave earth on CDs hover. <laughs> <laughs> So I think Dan Dan heard last week's episode. He's like, I saw. I was very jealous of how they were able to derail the entire episode yeah, with just yeah. one question. I'm gonna start that, and Dan's gonna come on and do that exact same thing. So yeah, there's your answer on the Anunnaki, and uh, I'm sure Adam can give you some, you know, picks for reading or YouTube videos. I'm just saying it's an interesting thought for how humans came to be. It is an interesting it, it is. It is. I think at one point on the episode, didn't y'all get like just out of nowhere, Charles was like, what do you think happens when we die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went off on a few little tangents here and there. He kind of, yeah. He did a good job. He did a good job. So this, since this is the last week of 2020, uh, and 2020, a lot of people... It's been a trying year for, I would say, most people. It's definitely didn't go the way I had hoped. For most people, other than the New World Order, their plan is going perfectly. <laughs> See, Dan, this is on you. You sucked me back into this conspiracy talk, and now it's stuck in my head. My craw, if you will. <clears throat> Your craw? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, so uh, we're going to do like a little wrap up year in the review height of here. my craw. <laughs> if I had my druthers. Yeah. Adam All does I, love that word. You do. Yeah. You say, yeah. you say druthers? druthers a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a great word. What is a druther? I'm sorry. I'm drinking right now. Yeah. <laughs> context clues. yeah give me a yeah. second. I got to make something up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's called biding time. <laughs> Because if, if I had my druthers, a very like common saying in yeah. the 30s, is it like a, a Great Depression thing? Are you that depressed? <laughs> Look, I am. I'm glad you asked. Is that a prescription that you're in need of? 
been waiting. If I had my druthers and my Adderall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So year in review. So first we're going to go around and talk about the, our favorite moment from the podcast this year. So each of us will give that. We can talk about it a little bit. And then we'll give a, t- a top five list of the top five things that happened in 2020. Uh, there's enough people out there that have made videos or podcasts about how shitty 2020 has been for the whole world or for you know, people as individuals. And I just wanted to end the year on a positive note. Sounded like fun. Sounded it like a good thing. It sound like us at all, though. No, it doesn't. We are more negative than positive. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. <laughs> So I think that's true. I am the one that usually y- shitting on things. You are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of your charm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, favorite moment from the podcast <laughs> this year in 2020, uh, I'll start it off. My favorite moment on the podcast was from my favorite episode the one where we talked about all the fast food restaurants. Okay. Great episode. That was, that was so much fun to do so much f- just fun to talk about. It's not something you talk about very much with people like, Hey, what's your favorite fast food? Why? Blah, blah. It was fun to just explore a topic that, you know, normally it's just like, I want this. I'm hungry. But my favorite moment was when, uh, Dan insinuated that Adam uses prostitutes and then saves the receipts. Oh yeah. I mean, tax write off. That's (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that I'm fiscally conservative and I, uh, play my money out. Well, yeah. If you don't, that's on you. <laughs> I did a joke about that. Uh, about prostitutes and then get, uh, getting receipts. But actually, no, I did a joke about um, saying that I, I always keep my receipts for tax purposes is probably the wrong thing to say when you send a girl in to buy some plan B. <laughs> As you can tell, not funny. That's a good joke. Yeah. No, yeah. I, like, I like it. It, it did terribly. F- uh, several times and I stopped telling it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to mix it up a little bit to where it didn't seem like I was shed, like, especially when you drive off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Gets inside. no, you have to sit there and watch them take it. <laughs> you don't want a little Radliff running around all of a sudden. <laughs> There's already one little Radliff running around already. <laughs> You're like, you better take two just to be careful. Yeah. Just in case. I don't know what that does to your insides, but it's worth it. <laughs> the look on his face after he, he says, says that. the same thing about ejaculation. <laughs> oh, I don't know what this does to your insides. <laughs> it's a wonder I'm single. It's weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, I'm very confident in what happens to their inside. <laughs> yeah. That's why we go that's, get the plan that's B. Plan A. <laughs> yeah. oh God, if there God. was the male birth control, uh. <laughs> births would plummet. Mm-hmm. STDs would skyrocket. <laughs> what I want to know: we came up with a, a cure for COVID in a less year? than a calendar year. Yeah, yeah. We can't cure baldness, herpes, uh, weight gain. Why the, why can't we, we, have I talked about this on the podcast before? There needs to be a Manhattan Project style uh, research thing for every uh, 16 months to where you just throw the kitchen You just want to make a new kind of weapon? No, I'm just, just, (laughs) you don't understand the concept of the Manhattan Project, right? 
Yeah, they, they build an atomic bomb. Yeah, but it was like all the best experts, all of them. Yeah, and to like, build a bomb. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dan. <laughs> but the, the concept is you get the best minds. And then one in the guy, world. Orville Redenbacher, he was he like, he was the guy that did it. <laughs> Orville Redenbacher did one of the greatest things of all he time. He was the one. That popcorn. He, he did it, right? That was him. Was uh, I am become death. It wasn't Orville Redenbacher. It was Orville fucking Redenbacher. <laughs> he was mentioned last week. He was. What was yeah. his name? No, uh, we're going to let you think about Oppenheimer, it. Oppenheimer. Uh, Oppenheimer. It. God damn Mark, it. Mark, you got to let him sit in his... <laughs> I was close. Orville Redenbacher. He knew what it was. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. <sighs> so, Dan, your favorite moment from the podcast this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, at first I was just going to list all the episodes that I was on. <laughs> yeah. Cause we knew we were supposed to have two lists and then Mark didn't prepare. And so I like, I was going to say like, I actually have several favorite moments. Episode 36, Backbeard. Episode 45, <laughs> New Metal. Episode 50, Have You Ever Had It With Mayonnaise? Episode 53, Best and Worst of the 80s. Episode mm-hmm. 58, Smells Like Grunge. I was going to keep going down there. <laughs> um, but I, if I, if I had to pick like one moment, uh, Adam getting like really riled up when you tell him how much Phil Collins sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a treat. (laughs) It's a real joy. Everybody who's listening can't see how red his face gets (laughs) when he gets like really excited. Well, the thing is, is I don't hate, I don't like or dislike Phil Collins. I have very little opinion on him, but what blew my mind is that I've seen you, like, like, oh, I like this, I like that. You had no super negative opinions on anything. Yeah. And then when we mentioned Phil Collins, your reaction Mad was like hatred. massive. I was like, whoa, Mad whoa. Hatred. Yeah. I was like, what just happened it's, here? It's the big three. It's it's uh, Phil Collins, any member of the Eagles, and Leonard Skinner. Oh, that's uh, right. Those are terrible things were, can happen to any yeah. of them. It, that, what, is that, I saw it, Don Henley in the face. I just assumed punch him. Then talk to him because he's he's a son of a bitch. I don't get it. The vitriol for those guys. I don't know. And it's 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 at a certain point I exaggerate just because I do like seeing you get like really worked <laughs> up and defensive. Uh, you, know, you give me because you give me this whole like oh but they play only the best songs and I was like I was at discount tire yesterday they played a Joe Walsh song and it <laughs> yeah. like it was so horrible. So this is an absolute at point. Wait wait at one point in time. When listening to Phil Collins, did you realize that you just don't care anymore? God damn it. <laughs> is that a song title? That is yes, a song. Yeah, that's a Phil Collins See, song. See, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know that I well. can tell you the exact song that made me hate Phil Collins, and it was that I Can't Dance song that he did with like the Genesis reunion in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. And up until that point, I how's, didn't how's know. Go? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> damn it. All right. Cause I can't sing. <laughs> uh, it's such a bad, it's just such a bad song. Whoa. <laughs> Was that a lady or a yeah. cat? Uh, it's neighbors. Pause. <laughs> Could be Phil Collins. <laughs> Your favorite moment, Adam. You know what? Before we get to my favorite moment, I am shocked. Uh, your choice. Why? I thought for sure your choice would be, March 29th, 2020, a day that will live in infamy. First episode to have me as a co-host. Oh, yeah. <laughs> episode 41. <laughs> Poured the 5G toilet paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I, I, that's a joke. But really, I can't believe your first pick wasn't 
the episode with Enrique where he came on and changed your fucking life <laughs> I you and got you a fucking that. girlfriend. I really What's did, this guy got to yeah. do to get your appreciation? <laughs> oh, he'll get my appreciation. I thought that was going to be your number one for sure. <laughs> I can't believe I, I thought for sure. I was like, I even knocked it off my list when I, when you I know had what? a list. That's going to be like, he's definitely going to say that. That's going to be his number one on 2020 of the year. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be having Enrique how, on. <laughs> how hilarious would it have been if we hadn't mentioned this? He goes to his whole top five. No mention of that. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the latest season of the new girl. <laughs> top And that's five. not a reference to his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of some lame show. And I still could have said Peaky Blinders. Could have said yeah. anything. So was that your first one? No, my, I guess my first one. Or is it your top moment? No, I would say... Which is not even necessarily on the podcast. It wasn't my favorite podcast. It was fun. But it was the barbecue we had at Dan's place where we mm-hmm. kind of all hung out, had Cha-ching. some food, and then we did a podcast. That was the SNL character one. But that was my uh, favorite episode. Cause it was, but it wasn't just the episode. It was like the whole experience. Right. If I had right. to pick something in episode, I would go loose Nick Radliff when, we were, <laughs> when Will Loden was on. And we were talking about like my whole personality changes whenever yeah. I get... A couple of drinks in me, get a little mm-hmm. bit more confident, a little bit more swagger, if you will. Yeah. And it was just a hilarious moment where we riffed on that for a while. <laughs> that was fun. That was very fun and funny. Will Loden cracks me up, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's great. Shout he out to great. Will. Love him. Yeah. Love that man. So now we can go to our top five 2020 things. Mm-hmm. And Wait, uh, we did all the five. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, t- I tried to say this before the episode. What? Do you, like, you want to do a few more? Go for it. I had more moments from the show. show. That's okay. what, that's then what we were supposed to do. Okay. But Mark fine. didn't do his prep. So you only did one to. moment from the show? The, I did. And I it thought. was me? Yeah. For the whole year? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so then Pandering my next moment. bullshit. He likes Dan more than he likes his <laughs> current girlfriend. If you hear this, <laughs> remember this. <laughs> Uh, my number this two. This is going to be in the divorce proceedings. On- no, it's going to be fine. I'll be there for him. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will help you pick up the pieces yeah. of a broken life. Yeah. I think that's a Phil Collins song. You're the only, for somebody who claims to hate him so much, you're the only one who knows his catalog. Keep your friends close. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Phil Collins even closer. I don't know. Uh, my number two is easily going to be the SNL episode we did at Dan's house. Oh, so you're stealing my shit. You're just piggybacking off hey, my picks. Uh, yeah, that's just totally what I'm going to do. As we Fair, go around, right, I'm right, just going to keep right. on picking off your picks. That was Makes fun. Sense. I'm gonna. I want to have y'all over again. We'll do that real soon. I got a smoker now too, so I can smoke some stuff now. Ooh. Did some pastrami this weekend? Did somebody you did a pastrami for mm-hmm. sure, dude. That's awesome. Did somebody smoke something that week? He did. He smoked a brisket. The brisket. And I, and I made that like three. But I bought a smoker right. since then too. I, I did sur- that one on my little kettle grill mm-hmm. that did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of upkeep. Now that I have the little smoker, did you get the one that I told I got you about? A you one. got a different one? Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll do a little comparisies. Yeah, see what's what. And see how it goes. Maybe All we'll I do... remember was chips and salsa. That was the highlight of that. <laughs> you don't even remember that you brought queso? <laughs> <laughs> and I brought macaroni and cheese. I remember that. That macaroni and cheese was my favorite part. <laughs> no, the barbecue. Was, the, was both so of them were great. I'll tell you the worst part was the company. <laughs> you fucking assholes. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've had, since, I've had that macaroni and cheese 30 times since then. You just haven't been invited. 
So, Dan, your second favorite moment from the show this year. My second favorite moment from the show, I wrote, that month you thought you guys thought where you were hard fried history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we used to do topics? And where you had yeah. like you had a little, like a little sprint episodes. there where yeah. you did history and stuff. And I learned a lot. And then like I feel like you guys brought Josh and Henry on uh-huh. from Hard Fried History. And then after that, y'all were like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Actually, <laughs> yeah, unrelated. I've been getting messages from listeners saying they want more of those episodes sprinkled in. I nice. completely agree. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I was like, I've get, I'm getting enough feedback out there. So listeners, we are paying attention. I do. And I do learn a lot from like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a history buff mm-hmm. and it's, it's this area of knowledge that I just have very little of. And uh, so I, I like to listen to that because I always feel like I walk away a little we'll bit We'll have smarter. you on when we do History of Phil Collins. Uh, I'll take you through the Peter Gabriel years (laughs) and then I'm out. I'll sit here. I'll talk about Peter Gabriel all day. You want to talk about theology? That motherfucker did the soundtrack to the last temptation of Christ, the Scorsese movie. Yeah, but Phil Collins was in Genesis. So was Peter. I know that was the fucking (laughs) you wiener. (laughs) I so, think I like Dingus better than Wing. Dingus is a good one. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> Dingus. You fucking, that oh, that's going to be my, yeah. my goal for so 2021. The, what was Dingus your second? More. My second was the month that you guys thought okay, you were so hard yeah. fried history. So, Adam, your second. Yeah. So, I have one of those in my honorable mentions, mm-hmm. one of those episodes. And, uh, but I will say, I was my originally my number one, but now that we're actually going to do the list, and I fucked it up and I picked Dan for my number one. <laughs> I'll pick my original number one, which was the day that will live in infamy. The first day or the first episode where I started co-hosting. Yeah. Which was, uh, fun, unexpected mm-hmm. and fun. So then what's Mar- the episode number? So the listeners can go find it. 41. Oh yeah. Okay. We should be giving those off. That's right after 36 Backbeard, which was my first appearance. 41 mm-hmm. was my first episode. Forget the entire catalog before that. Other than the four before it. Cause I, I think I was, on as a guest like four like the yeah you were a guest on a few of them seven times yeah um but yeah and then the barbecue one that we've both mentioned already yeah is episode 65 dan and adam versus jimmy fallon Mm -hmm. which fuck jimmy fallon (laughs) (laughs) my third favorite uh moment is actually just one entire episode uh, it was number 35 when we talked about the mysterious disappearing of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. Very episode. That was, that's actually one of the top listened to episodes for some odd reason. I guess nice. people must be interested in it and just searching podcasts, huh. talking about it. And for some reason, they hear three dudes talk about it. And they, uh, Are give you sure they're not searching it. male Asians? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that was actually a lot of fun. We had some good jokes in there. And yeah, that was... I like how quickly he gets back on track. <laughs> yeah. So, your third. My third, I wrote... Uh, so I tried to go for moments, because I, I will say like every episode that I've gotten to do with you guys has been a lot of fun. Torian shitting on Adam. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. <laughs> For like just 90 minutes straight yeah, uh, was was real, just a lot of fun to listen to. Yes. Yeah, everyone loves Torian. I like Torian a lot. I think he's, uh, he's a good person. I want to try his cooking. Not a very good friend. Um, <laughs> has been to me. Uh, I, think he, I think he's pushing you to be better. I think he's trying to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone and learn to cook. Which I have. Something. So you don't just show up at places with chips and salsa. <laughs> you know what? Actually, 
that kind of person provides a service. The beer, chips, and salsa guy, not everybody needs to cook. I don't drink and I eat low carb. Well, that's what are you on you. Do for that's me? not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that, that serves a purpose. If every have, everyone has something they have to heat up in the oven, yeah. nobody's getting anything. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And I did bring green sauce to our friends giving. I had Jamal and it was a hit. And I have since also made one of Chuck's dishes that he told me the recipe for. Nice. And I've been making like more meals. Cool. Which is not man. that I can't cook. I just don't enjoy you it. You don't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So I have no desire to get better at it. So your third, Radlev. I'll go. Uh, let's see here. I would say my third is those times when Juan would say something like oddly profound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear like, I'll be like, Whoa, my God. Yeah. <laughs> going for heartstrings Where'd right that now. Come from? Yeah. And the specific episode that came to mind where he did that was the one with uh cliff two and mm-hmm. boss lay that the behind the, behind the comics episode 64, where he was just talking about how like taking like, dealing with, ki- with kids and we've had a rough life and all this stuff. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. why aren't you trying to make me cry right now? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to happen because I don't give a shit about those kids. <laughs> But a lesser person, yeah, would, you really got him. Yeah, no, yeah. Juan can be very deep at pretty often. It's just you know mm-hmm. doesn't happen very often here on the show. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while he'll do that when he's not like actively urinating in a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> there's some depth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how there's no chance that any of the new metal crap that we had to do is making any of these lists. I, I did like that. Dear you, God. I did like that. You called it the musical Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my fourth is actually a joint moment that happened off air after recording this episode. So episode number 66 girl from the mo with guest Corliss DeLauren. And, uh, I got done. We had a great time with Corliss. I get in the car, head home. My phone rings like two minutes into the drive. And it's Juan. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? Everything okay? He's like, yeah. He's like, that was such a great show. Everything was great. He's like, Corliss was an amazing guest. I was like, yeah, she was really funny mm-hmm. and like really cool hearing about her story in LA and New York. I was like, yeah. I was like, what's going on? He's like, how hard was Adam? God <laughs> He's like, I have never heard Adam yeah. so horny you, in my life. What? No, dude. What are you talking about? I listened to that episode. You swooned. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I treat my guests well. What's the... What's the what? Like, I come over here, you're like... <laughs> Corliss comes over, you're like, you're amazing. Oh, you want to know, know what the difference is? You come over here, and you're like, this is your shitty apartment? Corliss comes over here, and she's like, oh, yeah, I thought you were... This is nice. Because you didn't you like buy new sheets? <laughs> no, I did nothing. You like no, remodeled the entire place. You different. went to Ikea and spent seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is the first erroneous, time a woman was coming over. Erroneous claims. <laughs> uh, I don't think she like was erogenous. the first woman either. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. try to get Kenji to come try to kick my ass. Mm, yeah, basically. No, I can't. No, you, you, uh, yeah, you were, you were, you had a little. Little crush, yeah. Well, I treat all my guests well. <laughs> he does treat his guests well, but she got special treatment. How so? In any way? You were just extra polite and you, extra you, over the yeah, top. Yeah, you very and, much were complimentary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Okay. All right. You know, like every time she finished, she'd like, she'd tell, she'd talk about like, oh, when I was in LA, we did this. And I remember like at one point, I think she was talking about like auditions and you were like, yeah. Maybe she's just a better guest. And Adam was like, you're so smart and pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I was glad I wasn't the only person that, you know, noticed that. That's hilarious. (laughs) I have to go back and listen to the episode. It's a good episode. So Dan, you're fourth. Uh, Adam getting hard for Corliss. No, you <laughs> sack of shit. <laughs> uh, Motherfucker. My fourth, I wrote, uh, it was, it's a shout out to Juan. The week after y'all had Drew on uh-huh. and I came on and Juan was just, I think that was the SNL episode. Mm-hmm. And, and you could tell Juan, was, Juan was still really not happy. And I still don't know the full story and I don't need to know. But like there was a few moments where like Juan would just take these digs. Yeah. And it came from a very real place. And I was like, that's outstanding. <laughs> like, like I just got a lot of enjoyment out of, out of hearing that. We go from back from to him. back to back back to back. Somebody being too nice. Somebody being somebody too, too nice. Mean. Mean. Yeah. Somebody being too mean. It was and two opposite ends of the spectrum. It really it was. So I, and I wrote it down. I wrote my and this wasn't in any order, but I wrote Torian shitting on Adam. And then underneath that Juan shitting on Drew. <laughs> 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 still, still love you, Drew. You're yeah, good guy. I, I love I love both of those guys. I just think it's funny. You're fourth, Adam. Um. So yeah, I had that loose neck Radliff. Um. The just talking to Will. That was fun. Or right, if that doesn't count, I'll go. Well, I had Enrique getting Mark laid. Uh, from episode sixty, <laughs> Day in the Life of Adam. That's what we got for listening to Adam. Not just on that episode, but like all of the subsequent mm-hmm. episodes become more and more resentful. <laughs> <laughs> that you got him laid, not me. And, and like just that you didn't get a chance to do the Tinder profile before the end of the day. Like, I think there was even a moment in that episode where you're like, we're about to wrap up. You're like, what about my Tinder profile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then my fifth and final moment was when we were, it was on the new metal episode and that was during quarantine. So we're all in our respective homes and just doing it over Skype. And I said something about back when I was in college and Adam goes, wait, you went to college and he sits back, takes a sip of his drink. (laughs) And I was just like, fuck you, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) And Adam like almost choked. That was hysterical. (laughs) And your reaction is what made that so good. (laughs) Cause I thought for sure your computer was just getting covered in always be busting balls. So Dan, you're fifth. I do think like a lot of my moment, a lot of my favorite moments outside of the ones that I'm going to pick are, um, the ones that end up being the promos that helps to does on Instagram and stuff like those. They do such a good job of picking like kind of the peak moments of each podcast to make the ones that make me laugh the most. Yeah. It's almost Um, like they have it in for me. (laughs) And it's, it's usually, that's what I was going to say. It's usually slipped on it. So they have one that I showed my dad, uh, over Thanksgiving. He was, he was just chatting and stuff and he was catching him up. I was like, yeah, I've been doing these podcasts and he's like, Oh, let me hear one. I was like, you don't want to listen to the whole thing. (laughs) 
glowing endorsement. Because <laughs> he's 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 very reserved. Like there's a lot of stuff that we mentioned that yeah. is just not parent appropriate. Yeah, he wouldn't be cool with a whole. Never mind. But I played him. I found on the on the Instagram that one clip where. Uh, Adam, we were talking about, you were talking about sad songs and you're like, I don't get emotional with songs. And I just tried to said something like, yeah, you usually only cry at night when you're falling asleep. (laughs) So you showed your dad out of the hours of our catalog, (laughs) the one time where you got a good burn in. And he was so proud of me. His tear came he to his eye. He was so proud of me. <laughs> hey, and that it, wasn't even like my number five moment. I just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> my number five moment is, is probably Adam going off on a rant about uh, Skull Candy. <laughs> that was oh, really good. Oh, I forgot good. about Skull that. Candy that was really I was good. Here. Was such Fuck a, you, Skull Candy. To, like he got to the point where you're so fl- you couldn't even get the sentences the words out. out. Yeah. Your yeah. last one. Uh, number five. I'm going to go with. Uh, Thanksgiving, uh, episode 67, Thanksgiving with the Unruh family. My buddy Brock, Brock. telling the story mm. about his whole family beating the fuck okay. out of a people, <laughs> throwing coffee in faces, yeah. all this shit. That was very, he was a great guest. He was very fun. Yeah. To, he was very engaging. He had a lot of good stories to tell too, which was, Oh, he had some of the best stories. He had that one. He had the bandito fight and, the, yeah. and then the, the guy who shit his pants in the locker room. Yeah. It was just fun to have, have that peek inside of, uh college football yeah that was great yeah i'd like to get more you know plus seeing him get more and more like excited as his uh dip set in yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true and we started talking about jordy nelson and you see him still getting angry angry. yeah (laughs) fuck jordy nelson he hates jordy nelson yeah oh my goodness yeah so, okay, now we're on to the top Dan five. had no comment because he hadn't listened to that episode. If, it, if he's not on it, he's not listening. Yeah. Who's Jordy Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> what band is he in? <laughs> uh, the Packers. The Packers, yeah. So, now we're on to the top the five. Packers. Like the Wisconsin. bassist for fucking yeah. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> hey, don't fuck with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. They're fucking good. I do like CSN. Mm-hmm. And sometimes why? <sighs> How do you not like Jim Croce? That makes no sense. I've never had a problem with him. It's just I don't like a couple of his songs, and I think it's just funny to make fun of those couple of songs because <laughs> you get so defensive. I like good music. And I like to push your buttons. <laughs> We're yeah. finding a girl to push my button. Anyway, <laughs> wow. moving on. We'll have to get Enrique back on. Okay, <laughs> so um, my... Okay, top five He's already good things at in 2020. Dogs. Yeah. Rescue Adam. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> so now we're on to the top five moments of 2020. This could be, you know, world events or personal. Mine wound up being pretty personal. Uh, the first personal. one, obviously, is Enrique coming and making me a Tinder profile that actually worked. You are so lucky that I made this blatantly obvious that you better not fuck this up. Because <laughs> yeah. if you had done this list and not put that there, expectations you were would set. be yeah. on, on fucking I saw him changing it. Screen. He was, I knew he was going to exactly. do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I saw, I saw the panic <laughs> behind his eyes. Oh, God. But yeah, that makes perfect sense. That is so crazy that uh, something that happened from here yeah. resulted in such a life-changing moment. 
Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, a 2020 changing moment. She'll see that you're a piece of shit and move on. But so, um, <laughs> Has she, like, moved in yet? What's the, what's the status with you guys? Uh, no, she moved closer. She she is a place, like, 20 minutes from my place. So How far away was she before that? Like, Katie? Oh, like an hour. Oh, you see there? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's desperate. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm kidding. I did the same thing. Mm. No, yeah. Y'all have been dating really cool It's been too. what? Since September. Since September. First, like Labor Day weekend. So was when 100, we met. 120 days. Yeah. Uh, What's her favorite color? Her favorite color is purple and What's yellow. Her birthday, her birthday What's her is July show? 8th. I'm kidding. I'm just fucking with these. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was trying to bust her balls. Purple and yellow. Get her something LSU. Ugh. That's their team color. She'll fucking love it. <laughs> Gross. Has she told you the YouTube story yet? She doesn't wear yellow because she's Asian. She says it doesn't match her skin. She's Asian? Mm-hmm. Weird, I don't see color. Straight <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Can I have one thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love uh, I love some good uh, dead panery. <laughs> Racist, what I'm thinking of though. <laughs> it's the problem. Uh, he doesn't wear yellow yeah. because she's Asian and it doesn't match. Yeah. But like that was the slur for yeah, the Asian one people. thing that matches. That's the one color they said was associated with Asian people. Uh, or cowards. Yeah. <laughs> uh. She's and that nice is girl. actually something she has told me. I'm not making that up. Okay. You can ask her. Uh, oh, so, yeah. So, you're <laughs> so she has a birthday, so we know she's real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've met her. She's He's real. met her twice. Adam's met awesome. her twice. So. She said a total me. of 10 words. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, we were recording podcasts at the mm-hmm. time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mark was like, you shut up. <laughs> yeah. He tried to be extra funny and failed, but he tried. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. If you spot it, you got it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I may fail at jokes, but at least I'm successful in other in areas. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. I can remember Blowjob Gate. I don't know if think if you were on that episode. <laughs> I heard about it. I listened to that. And uh, I, like, I played Juan, it for my you, wife. I, like, Juan, I let her listen to wife? it. Yeah, I let her. Just that clip. <laughs> How many times do you like, this is like, what the guys are doing these days. I want you to I want you to hear about this. He had to set it up several times. And then I rewound it because I didn't feel like she was paying enough attention. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Over I was like, breakfast, I was like, he turns it on his phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like why'd you order all these dental dams off Amazon? <laughs> I was kind of pissed off on your behalf. I was like, Juan, why are you blowing up his spot? <laughs> That's that's Juan. Juan has always been like that. Juan, that was on the Victor episode. I've right? learned a long time ago. You can't tell Juan much in confidence because it'll just come out later. Yeah, I always like people like that though. Like I wish I could be like that. So I have a buddy who just lives his life completely open. Yeah, no secrets at yeah. all. But he's one of the happiest, like fun loving, free living per- people in the world Thank until you. he hits one bad golf shot and he snaps a club. <laughs> but. I envy that. I wish I could have some. I'm so much more in my head, like, oh, don't let anything slip that you think people could think negatively. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would just be more of just free flowing and be like, fuck you. If you don't like it, yeah. get over it. Yeah. I could I could stand to be a little bit more like Juan. Juan is just, that's who he is. He's happy. He's free. He says whatever, thinks whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to be a little bit more filtered, but 
Yeah. Sometimes it gets too stuck in my own head. Yeah, me too. too. Me too. Could be a little bit more open. Dan, your top moment from I'm like the, the Goldilocks between y'all. <laughs> I say just the right thing at the right time. <laughs> uh, you don't have any locks. What are you talking about? That's true. <laughs> Very true. I'm doing my number one for the year yeah. now. For the whole year. Yeah. I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to start with a comedic moment for me for 2020. Um, you know, despite everything weird that happened and there was Lord knows a ton of it. One of the things that I set for a goal for myself back in January of 2020 for my comedy was to start getting more out of town work. Mm-hmm. You son of a bitch. And I've done it. Uh, <laughs> no, I got really fortunate. There's, I've had a couple of things happen this year that, I don't know if it's by chance or by what, but like I'm, I'm, it's it, called hooker by crook. It's a little bit, yeah, but I'm, but I'm grateful regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Because I got to work a couple of times in Corpus Christi. I got to do a show up in like Brown Rock outside of Austin this year. I got to do stage time this past week in Baton Rouge, even though it was just at an open mic. That's something that I maybe wouldn't have done in years past. I would have just kind of stuck to Houston because it's what I know. Little things like that. And I had a couple of those gigs that were out of town that were offered to me by comedians that I really respect. Um, even one recently that got canceled, I was going to go perform somewhere. But it was a comic that I'd worked with a long time ago, and they're they're sort of one of those professional comics that are now back in Houston, and they're not touring. And when that person reached out to me, I was like, you sure you're like the right Dan, you know, it's like always that kind of moment where I'm second guessing, but it's very flattering is a very good feeling to have somebody think of you and acknowledge you and ask you to be on their show like that, mm-hmm. especially when it's not in Houston. So, uh, I'm better than Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely before Adam, cause that's the before. almost a carbon copy for my number one. Really? Yeah. My number one is uh, getting road gigs for nice. the first time. And the first thing I was going to mention, Corpus Christi. Yeah, you yeah. did. You did uh, Bella Luna, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you told me you did a good, you had a good set there. I did have a good set there. It was a lot of fun. It was just a cool feeling. Like, so a little bit of validation on a small scale. It's just like, like, all right, exactly. so this is, yes. this is what it would be like if, if I keep working at it mm-hmm. and get better and like you're going on the road. It's just, you're like, okay, this, this feels like really doing it. It's, it's, like, it's, it's does that for you. And it, for me, it also, um, it's a good merit test of your material. Mm-hmm. because we get to perform in Houston. And even though Houston's an extremely diverse city, right. that's still doesn't mean that what works here might not work for sure somewhere else. And so to have it, like I had the same thing the first time I went down to Corpus and I did that show it was in February that I got to do it. Uh, and to have my jokes work there in a town with a completely different culture really than Houston mm-hmm. is a good feeling that, that lets me know, okay, these are, these ones. And I even walked away with a couple of jokes that I was like, all right, I know I want to work on these because they maybe didn't do as well. Mm-hmm, and what is it? No, about I didn't these have any of those. All mine you didn't have any yet. of those? That's weird. It's almost too good. <laughs> I think they named part of the town for me. That's <laughs> the Radliff town. Yeah. yeah. Rad- Radlifville. Radl- <laughs> so my second top moment from 2020 was just all we the- to, wait, we need to go snake draft because I feel like Dan's going to pick another one of my picks. <laughs> Fine, we'll go snake okay. draft. Go for your second. Just change uh, the rules in the middle of a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> opening for some big acts, uh, comedy wise. Open for Jerry Rocha, Ben Hague, Vanessa Johnston, a couple other folks. But it was really it's cool to get some. Those were all the days I was out of town working. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> oh, look. 
This fucking guy. <laughs> Rob me of my one. I'm kidding. Go on, go on. He's got a name, Judea Freelander, or Judah Freelander. Freelander. Yeah. Bigger names, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a really cool, again, a cool feeling to get to work with some big names, get some stuff, credits as they were. And um, and I did some featuring and did some opening, yeah. depending on the person. And um, got to meet some of them. And it was just fun. They're the exact same as everybody else. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, again, it was a cool feeling, and I really liked it. That would be my number two. What's yours, Dan? Being married. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch! Being in a happy relationship for however long. No. <laughs> no, my number two, I, uh, I really... He said that so fuck you-ish. Yeah. yeah. That's that big day and energy. <laughs> um, You're not going to make that a thing. He's trying to make that a thing. I am pushing it's for not it. It's going to happen. You just got to let it. <laughs> that sounds so rapey. <laughs> wow. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You, you just, just got to let, let it. it. <laughs> That's big day and energy. <laughs> oh, my God. I see Isn't that the name there. of the Cyclops and No Brother Where Art Thou? Big mm-hmm. Dan energy. Big Dan. Yeah, yeah. It sure was uh, John Goodman. Yeah, I never, I didn't call him a Cyclops, but he had a well. He had that, an it's iPad. based on the Odyssey. I know. Uh, you son of a bitch, yeah. make me out to be the asshole. Which is that's where bluegrass was invented. <laughs> in Greece, <With> Homer <laughs> with Homer. Yeah, he invented bluegrass music. I love the music in that movie. It's good. Music. It's good. Yeah, I mean it's no Phil Collins, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Uh, uh, I know that one. That one. I know that one. one. <laughs> My number two, uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to feel like such a cheese ball here in just a second for, for going out here on this one, but it's what I wrote down. And if I'm being a hundred percent genuine with you guys, uh, you know, with 2020 being such a shit year for me being at home, I heard a lot, a lot of stories about people with like, relapsing into old habits with drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who used to be in a really bad place with that kind of shit to stay sober for the year Mm -hmm. and to like kind of maintain my sobriety, which is a big part of my life. And it's something I don't talk about often, but Mm -hmm. it's still very important to me. That was, that was, uh, it's something that I look back on now here being almost January 1st. And I go, I'm proud that I didn't, give in to that. It wasn't a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever feel like I was down in the dumps or depressed to the point where I wanted to go out and get drunk or anything. But, uh, even still to look back and to go, Hey, you know what? We all went through some shit collectively. And even though it didn't affect me as bad as it affected other people, I think that a lot of people who have my mindset would take that as an excuse. Right. right? Yeah. And just use oh, it as the an, easiest and, excuse ever. In the right. Yeah. Find it as the opportunistic way to go, hey, this is everybody. So I'm just going to go for my level of escapism, which is very toxic. Or I could have done that. I, I could die tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, what's the point? Kind the, of and, and it's thing. the idea that, I, and I know I could have done it because I thought of it. <laughs> but the fact that it was a passing thought was uh-huh. very, it was very cool for me. So I, so I, you know, I've got a lot of gratitude for that part of my life. And, and so that was my number two. There, I didn't have any jokes for it. I'm sorry. I went, no, that's, hey, that's, no, that's, that's fine. It doesn't have to be. I should have said jokes. fucking tenant. In, 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 <laughs> in other words, he wanted to say being booked on some big shows and some big names. He's like, Fucking Radliff stole that shit. <laughs> he, he's still going to use it. Watch. It'll come up. Yeah. No. So, 
Uh, <laughs> uh, my second is going to be uh, music from this year. Ooh. There has been so much good music that I have discovered that has been released this year. Fuck yeah. Obviously, we've talked about it several times. My favorite is the new Deftone stuff, but there has been tons and tons of great music, stuff that Dan's turned me on to, you know, stuff that we've shared back and forth. Mm -hmm. Killer Be Killed is fantastic. That's a lot of fun. That record's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. But there's there's like, I could talk for probably 40 minutes just about how much great music. Please don't. There's even stuff from like just rattle off some of the highlights, some of the ones that are coming to your head. Um, well, they would be Killer Be Killed. It would be that one. It would be the couple Zoo albums I found that I had never listened to. There was uh, this weird K-pop song by Mag Clown called "Love Is a Dog from Hell" that okay. is just really catchy. <laughs> Love is a dog from hell. Yeah, yeah, I know. Don't judge me. I like. There that, is a Georgia Smith song "Blue Lights." Absolutely fantastic. Nice. Really, really good song. There's, I, I want to find a way to post a lot of my playlists onto, you know, the podcast forum. That way we could just share them. That would, it be would cool. make it even a lot more fun. But those would be the, the top ones right there. Cause those are the ones I've listened to the most. And it's just really f- fun year for music. For me, music has always been a way to like, you know, uh, cheer up. If you're having a bad day, you listen to something happy, it kind of kicks you into gear. Yeah. So there's been a lot of that needed because I'm not a very, I mean, I have my moments where I want to be like by myself and chill out and relax. But most of the time I want to like get out and do stuff every once in a while. I need to recharge, but being stuck in Houston and in Texas, I haven't like left Texas in over a year for me. That's really out of turn, really out of character. I still feel weird. Like I haven't traveled anywhere and that is just eating away at me still. Okay. But doing stuff like, you know, having, you know, Oh, I'm gonna look for some new music rather than sit there and pout about, Oh, I can't travel where I want to right now. I find ways to like, you know, find ways to like positively distract myself. Nice. Rather than get frustrated or upset. Yeah. I feel the same way about Reddit porn. <laughs> like the sub 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 Reddit of goth sluts. <laughs> the second time he's mentioned goth sluts, I know it's, it's a thing. Dan is really the suicide girl it. kind of guy. I yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I, I, yeah, that's yeah. my style. Yeah. So then. My third would be along the same lines of like things to distract myself or keep myself occupied and creative, uh, finding all the fantastic content on YouTube, uh, as far as like cooking channels go mm-hmm. there. Like I love You've to show me a couple. I've uh, Dan's turned me onto a couple too. My favorite channel by far has to be Sam. The cooking guy. That's the dude the is you, funny. I like watching him and yeah. he's really good at what he does. Yes. Especially, How do you know? You can't taste it. I make his recipes. I just follow what he does. Extremely good. His poutine is the best poutine I've ever had. It is insane. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and he's really Wait, funny. Wait, did you too. make KFC gravy? Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> fucking Colonel is rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> I, picture, I picture Adam like, cooking but it's just like chicken skin yeah. <laughs> gravy. like I made poutine yeah. poutine is really good but I, I wouldn't I've never had really good homemade fries either I, I made homemade fries I got my air fryer I'm gonna go ahead that. and call bullshit on this sl- selection 
until we tasted it. Okay, I'll make it for you. Next time we go to Dan's house, I will make my poutine. I'd love to get some of your poutine. I made it from my and brother. I say that. In, that sweet, in, sweet poutine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet poutine. Let me ask yeah. you a quick question about your poutine. Right. Uh, does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> <laughs> bald. <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Mark bald all over, Pearson. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Dan, you're... Uh, my number three. Yeah. My number three. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll borrow your answer, uh, with music mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Ton of great music. Some of the stuff that really stands out to me is, um, I, I've got, I started to make a list cause I was talking to another friend about, I'm bad about, I'll find a lot of new stuff that's new to me, but it won't necessarily be released in the year. So I was trying to challenge myself to think about like, what were some of the just albums that were released in 2020 that were really cool for me. Um, Poppy. Have you heard Poppy? Yeah. The like, it's like pop metal. Yeah. It's, it's, it should not sound cool, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I love it. It's, it does. it's like this candy store pop, but like heavy, heavy metal underneath it. And it's such a juxtaposition. You think like that shouldn't work. And yet it's just freaking awesome. Like Mark's poutine. <laughs> kind of like Mark's sweet, sweet poutine. Um, the new Deftones album, Mr. Bungle, my favorite band of all time, put out a new record. Uh, Boris is a punk band that I love that came out with a new record. My, I'm wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt right now. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have released four albums worth of music just this year, which is unbelievable they did two movie scores that were vastly different than anything they've ever done one was a like you listen to movie scores i do i like a lot of different stuff and if it's an if it's a composer that i like i'll listen to the work they did with movies like danny elfman and hans mm-hmm. zimmer and that whole crew uh that whole that crew whole, <laughs> you named the two that you yeah, knew Dan, ta- danny elfman and, quickly backtracked to that, that old carpetbagger uh so trent reznor is is even his instrumental stuff to me is very entertaining to listen to. So if it's in the score of a movie, I like to listen to it. So he did Mank, that Netflix movie that's like all I, jazz. Yeah, I saw that he's yeah. And he did Soul. He did the score for the Disney movie Soul. The guy that wrote Who I Want to Fuck, fuck You that? Like an Animal did the score for a Disney Pixar movie, and it's fantastic. What would you think of Mank? Scale of 10. One uh, to 10. I'd give it a 6. It was, it was a little it's self-indulgent, fair. but it was entertaining. It's a fair um, score. I liked it. It's I liked it. Score, I was entertained, but yeah. Um, you know, there's a decimal system. You could have given it like a I don't six give a one shit. or five Fleet nine. Foxes. Have you heard their new yeah, Fleet Foxes really, new record? Is fantastic. Code Orange has a really good metal album. Mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, Marilyn Manson had a really cool record out this year that I didn't think was going to be good. And then there's a cool kind of Southern band that's super dark called Leonard All Them Skinner? Witches. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore Adam. That's, that's been my favorite. Hey, hey, hey. My fourth favorite I'm part of 2020 man. is not listening to Adam. <laughs> Did you just throw a simple man <laughs> reference in there? that was your yeah. personal favorite. Only the shinedown version. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, your third, third, and then fourth. I would say the third is making closer relationships with other fellow comics. That's like this year, like the, started out with just like Facebook group chats and all of this. And then we start hanging out more and breaking quarantine, which is terrible, but really made some, some longer lasting relationships with people in the scene, which is a plus. Um, so that would be my third pick. Yeah. 
fourth pick? Fourth pick is I got promoted in my job. Heck yeah. 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 Very like there's nothing else to say about that. It was it was nice. It was a little fucking long time coming, did it come Mike. With <laughs> but uh did yeah, it, it did. Uh, nice. Yeah. Or else I wouldn't have taken it. I think more responsibility with the same pay, Are you kidding me? <laughs> um but yeah, that was <laughs> that was a big plus. <laughs> I don't know why it reminds me of uh, Norm McDonald on Weekend Update when he was talking about like the world's worst jobs and he's like, assistant crack whore is now lo- no longer the world's worst job. It's crack whore trainee. <laughs> I love Norm. Norm is fantastic. So you're fourth, Dan. I feel like we're flying through this episode. We are. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to stretch it out a little bit. I'm going to milk this. Um, <laughs> Don't which give are us both another 10 that, albums that we're not going to listen to. Those are also things that Adam never hears in bed. Because uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's already long enough. <laughs> what, like thank you? Yes. I, I'm going to second. Who the fuck says thank you at the end of sex? <laughs> I say thank you during. <laughs> <laughs> You pay him so you That's, don't have to say yeah. thank you. <laughs> she says, talk dirty to me. I say thank you over and over again. <laughs> and she Thanos snaps his dick away. <laughs> I listen to your jokes. <laughs> I say that or uh, it's party time. <laughs> I guess thinking like, what's the worst stuff that you could say in bed? Is there like a, during sex? It would be like, I just think of that and like Ninja Turtles quotes, like Cowabunga. <laughs> is there like, a reference? Right like you're a about pop, to finish. Is there a pop culture reference so bad that literally the lawyer's getting called in the next five minutes? The divorce papers are getting written up. I don't know. To say during sex? Yeah. Uh, one time I tried the Kramer rant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Of comedy And she fame. stayed. <laughs> so that's how I knew it was meant to be. Yeah. We got married the next day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't my. say which Kramer rant. It's not Kramer. But yes, Kramer. it was that one. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't no. it Dustin Hoffman movie? <laughs> I, uh, so my number four was actually Adams, the same as Adams. Um, this year I've gotten to build some new friendships with a lot of people that I didn't know. You guys are included in that. You know, uh, Adam and I knew each other 2019. I knew you from comedy, but, and we had visited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like 2020 was the year that I got to know you a little bit better. Mark getting to come over to your house for the first mm-hmm. time doing the podcast, seeing you got a like nine string, just a harp <laughs> of a guitar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And getting to talk about music and stuff, we've gotten to get closer, which is really cool. Same thing with Juan, even with Wyatt, the couple of stuff I've gotten to do with him on the podcast. Um, that's been an unintended benefit right. of this whole shebang. Um, and I've got having sing- nothing better to do. <laughs> Everybody's like, fuck it, I'll give Dan a chance. You know? <laughs> like I could die tomorrow, you know, and yeah. hopefully it'll be a short friendship. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I'm like making sure that uh, some Phil Collins song is played at your funeral. That's going to happen. <laughs> he woke up. I don't have a comeback day. for that. <laughs> I, I don't have anything. The terror. I'm trying to he's think put, of He's one. writing it into his living will tomorrow. No <laughs> Phil Collins I'm at the just, funeral. I was writing no Adam. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> if I die tomorrow, Adam did it. <laughs> um that's just that's that's such a cool thing too because that was that was 
something that I, I didn't set out to make a goal for, mm-hmm. for the year. I didn't, I thought, you know, I'm good. I was, uh, I had a couple of like pretty good friendships within the comedy world and I didn't, I didn't intend, I didn't, it wasn't like the out of town thing where I sat out and I was deliberate about, okay, what do I need to do? What are the steps I need to take to get more out of town work? This was something that happened that was more organic, but again, such a cool treat. Like I'm going to, I'm in a group chat with Adam and a couple of other comics. And it's one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. is just keep up with those four or five guys in a group chat mm-hmm. and tag off of each other, you know, this and that. Um, I've started going out and riding bikes with other comics, uh, for exercise and stuff. We'll meet up and go ride, which by the way, Adam, we need to do that. Um, and that's, that's been really, really, really gratifying. Mm-hmm. It's been for sure. Very cool to see. I've gotten to do some zoom mics, which are like, it's, it's just, it's really, you're just hanging out. It's, it's, it's with exactly other comics. Is, yeah. uh, and I had a ton of fun doing that. Even when we were quarantined, I had a blast, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. That was my number four. Nice. Friends. Didn't mention any podcasting, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I wrote podcasting, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so that was That's an four. honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite the top five. That's my number four. Yeah. Cool. And that's includes podcasting. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah, much so for you guys. I've gotten to do I I I didn't realize this is like the number ten one of these that I've come and done mm-hmm. this year with y'all. Yeah. And every time I, I come back home, you know, uh I talk to my wife and I'm like, I, she's always like, how was it? I'm like, I had a really fun time. Like, even if, even if, I hope, I hope the world listens to this and finds it as entertaining mm-hmm. as I do. Yeah. But even if it ends up just being a record of a conversation that I had with four guys, Juan included, I can go back and listen to it and I get, I get a lot of enjoyment out of hearing mm-hmm. yeah, And it's definitely. not just because of like my own voice or anything like that. This is genuinely just a fun group that you guys have. And anytime that I get to come be a part of it is it's a, it's cool for me. It's a very cool feeling. So I'm Look, grateful to y'all for that. I appreciate you saying that. Cause I've literally tried everything I can to convince Mark to not bring you back. <laughs> I was like, look, he's, he's too funny. He's stealing all the good punchlines. Okay. Uh, he looks too much like us. That's- uh, <laughs> he's married. Uh, he's always scared. rubbing that in my face. Uh, doesn't like, Crochy. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I had two separate ones for my fifth one, and we're just going to go with the better one. Uh, it was going to be I got promoted, but really... Uh, Way to sell out my pick, motherfucker. Well, it was. I got promoted before you, too. Wouldn't it be funny if you were Adam's boss? <laughs> I would think like I got promoted. promoted. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a good boss. Um... No, but actually, just ask his girlfriend. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) It actually was. uh, I started it out the beginning of this year. I was like, I want to make this podcast something, you know, a bit more polished, you know, technically and just you know more like content wise. Adam volunteered to start, you know, finding more guests on the show and stuff, which has worked out super well. Adam's got some really cool guests on. It's been a lot of fun. And I was like, I want especially that Corliss. He was really cool. Yeah, we know Adam. Very very cool. Smart. Tucking in your waistband. Tucking in your waistband. Get the fuck out. 
<laughs> I'm glad I know that she'll never hear this. Uh, yeah. So um, she is really cool. Everyone likes Corliss. She was great. Everybody does. She's she's very funny too. And uh, I didn't even go into this with the intention of like, oh, I want to meet people and make friends. But that's what happened. Became friends with both you guys. Yeah. And it's been really fun just getting to meet you know new people, a couple new people a month. You know, Adam brings in some new people. Half these guys I've seen or people I've seen, you know, do is, you know, five minutes here, or there, 10 minutes here, or there, you know, and it's been really great to get to meet people and hear a bit more about their comedy and, you know, more about them personally and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's been really fun to just, you know, make more connections all year. And that's been wonderful. Especially when you're in like kind of like this societal moment where everyone's like, ooh, let's keep our distance. There's still enough people out there that are like, we'll do this in a responsible way. And so that's been my, was my fifth. Well said. Your fifth. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> my fifth, um, I really liked, I, I got a couple of things that I can kind of pick and choose from. Um, I, I like that I got into riding a bicycle. I've been running for... He's been on a tricycle this whole time, folks. This whole time. <laughs> he I finally, finally got the training wheels off. Finally. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mental image of that is hysterical. It's yes. <laughs> or a big wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think Big Dan energy comes yeah. from? <laughs> it's the wheel. <laughs> I can slide sure and everything. <laughs> Man, if they made big wheels for adults, I'd have one. Oh, okay. oh they, I, I love my big wheel. Mine too. Oh my I'd god! I'd be riding around like Danny hill. Torrens on The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> we had a big hill on our driveway, and I would just go down there all the time and then slide at the bottom. I thought yeah. I was the coolest kid ever. Like, make it for <laughs> adults, like- but still with plastic tires. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somebody get on that. You're getting no grippage. I yeah. still want to have like the fishtail aspect. Yeah, of it. yeah. Absolutely. It's got to slide. I wrote, uh, so I, I, I wrote bicycling cause I've gotten to do that with other comics. So that's been really cool. It's been a fun, um, just way to get out of my house and exercise and kind of clear my head. It's very, it's very, uh, meditative in some respect for me, although I'm still very aware of traffic <laughs> and stuff like that. But the other yeah. thing I wrote is I, I, I liked being at home. I, for those couple of months that we were not doing anything mm-hmm. and it was, I was working remotely, so I wasn't going into the office. I wasn't doing any mics. I really wasn't going anywhere, and it was just me and my wife. And we got to reconnect a little bit, which was cool. But I also learned I liked being at home. I did a bunch of cooking, watched a bunch of cooking shows, um, made some improvements to the house, like just stuff that I probably wouldn't have done overall. But I saw it as an opportunity. I also gained a shit ton of weight, which is why I bought the bicycle. <laughs> like, it's what, what, you know, the chicken and the egg thing, the fucking, the weight came, came first for sure. Uh, and then the bicycle. You look great. Take it off. Thank you. I've, I've been doing that uh, intermittent fasting thing. I oh, went like, going well? I went like 27 hours today. Oh my eating. God. And you I know, ate, Dan, it's only 24 hours I ate before day. I came here. So I went over a day, over a day. <laughs> Damn. Uh, with just water. That doesn't sound so very much. intermittent. <laughs> Seems like a legit fast. I want to get to a point like where I can go like a full Jesus. I'm gonna laugh and when do he, 40 days. When Dan loses all his weight and he turns to the next Patrick Eadie, just- I'm gonna get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get divorced and start, start wearing to sleep Hawaiian with everybody. shirts and, and fake gold chains. That's it. <laughs>
Oh, I don't look forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> one is enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody say any, more I don't than think anybody can be Patrick Eady, but Patrick Eady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So Adam here. <laughs> I will say my fifth thing was was supporting friends that are trying new creative stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I've always been known to listen to like local podcasts and all this stuff. But like people who've done Facebook live shows, uh people who've done uh yeah. digital shows, people who've done little skits, stuff like, like that, are starting their own podcast. Like I I've been enjoying seeing people branch out from like oh look. Trust me, in a perfect world, we'd be doing stand-up right. you know, as much as we want. But the fact that a lot of people, uh, when they couldn't do stand-up, they went and did some new creative stuff that I enjoyed. Koo obviously has his show. Like uh, all, Patrick and, and Charles had their little uh, short run, run thing before I think they begin to hate each other completely. <laughs> I'm just, um, yeah, everyone's had like a... Drew had the weirdest content where he would read, um, he Sonic read the like Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction, fan fiction, was but it was like erotic fan yeah, fiction. Erotic fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, it's the most drew thing. Exactly. And he would do it. I'm, I'm like 75% sure he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, this is out there. This exists. Jamal's getting started with this a thing. So everyone's getting, I've seen this, Jamal. This, yeah. It, that, that's a really cool point. Like Houston, I'll, Houston has a lot of very, very creative people. We've got a really, I'll, tell you just as a quick aside how much i respect houston comics was getting to work out of town some more a good example of that was this past week i went to an open mic in baton rouge louisiana and i was like number five on the mic and i watched the first four comics go up and i walked away going like wow i I had a really good set i was very proud of my set but it made me realize like to a certain degree, the level of good that I've been able to get at with comedy has been because the competition in Houston is so fierce. We've got so many strong comics that it creates this drive in me to go, Mm -hmm. I got to get better at what I do. And frankly, I hope nobody from Baton Rouge is listening to it. I just didn't (laughs) see it. I I watched about half of the standup at this open mic and they, they were good but Houston's just overall got such a better community of creative people. Right. And, uh, yeah, watching like who's show. I, I got to do a couple of times. It was a lot of fun. Um, Charles and Patrick crack me up when they do their thing. It's just, it's just hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Jamal and when Jamal and Tyler do oh. their like bar, their cocktails, little three minute videos that they do on how to make it. It's like, like the way they banter with the audio, it cracks me up. It's this weird, or- yeah. Call and answer between the two of them, and it's hilarious. Or breaking to down me. bits, breaking down bits, dude. Getting big ass names. Gendron and Drew came, and, and to a degree, and this isn't a, like an indictment of them or a slant against their character. They kind of came out of nowhere, and they're fucking crushing it with that. Like, mm-hmm. and kudos to them, man. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And Drew's got a new show called like New to Drew. It's also very funny. Yep, where he tries new stuff. He's way better on a riff than I expected. Because he's doing these like it's like people on the street interviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just went to, like this farmer's market and just did. He was like riffing. His riffing was hilarious. Yeah, was, like, 
why can't you do that on stage? But you know, <laughs> still, still good stuff. Still good stuff. You need to build and up I, his bits. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break them I, I down. prefer to break them down. Don't break them down. Build them up. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm missing like several. That well, like are... even even Henry and Stokes with Hard Fried History. Like right. that's that's something that I you got me listening to more podcasts. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out with you, um, and so kind of checking that out and listening to other other different comedies uh other different com- comics and stuff in the houston area yeah it's been very cool very cool stuff so that's mm-hmm. a good one so do we want to do is anybody have anything non-personal top five of 2020 i wrote I, no. did, <laughs> I really did write that i like the movie tenet a lot <laughs> did you really i still haven't seen that i need to watch okay it. it's I think Adam and I disagree uh-huh. on it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. It's not perfect. Okay. But my God, is it entertaining and cool? It's just, it's got a cool factor. I'll just have to go that I really dig on. Um, I've been looking for Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite. Then you'll like it. Directors, then you'll so like I'm it. Adam's sure a little I'm more like critical. It. He's, no, I mean, he's coming at it from the lens of like, nothing. You know, look, nothing can be perfect other than a Tarzan soundtrack. Nothing can be perfect. Name me one song. Off I just don't feel Collins. Right? That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that was Phil Collins, right? Did he win a Grammy for that? Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking uh, about? Huh? Uh, Tenet was Tenet. Tenet, was, you saw it. Yeah, I thought it was. You thought it, you said it was just you gave it like a C minus or whatever well, point system that, that you use. You were like, I gave it like a like a. Like a 6.8. Okay. You're big into this decimal system. Yeah, yeah. he's he's he gets deep with it. It should there should be a decimal system. I got it from a, a show I watch uh on YouTube, that one bite series with a guy mm-hmm. who owns Barstool Sports. So I'll take a bite of pizza and he'll rate mm-hmm. it from one to ten and he'll use the decimal system. And he's got a great point. Mm-hmm. It's like because you're comparing it to everything. Uh, else. Great point with the decimals. Yeah. <laughs> But that, was, that was a great one. You got to be able to be <laughs> express your opinion down to the point. Because mm-hmm. if you if, if it's just like a, a seven or a six, there's a huge difference between seven and a six, in my opinion. Plus, like, you can't give anything a perfect score, or else the, what? Where is there to go from? There's there? no room for improvement. Yeah. God, you're gonna be such a horrible boss to work for. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be doing that for like everybody's performance reviews. Oh no! I can't give you a five because then how are you gonna grow? No, no, I would, you're right. That actually, I, I've next year I'd like you to work on your synergy. <laughs> but uh, good things in 2020. Um, I like the NBA bubble. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of content on Facebook and and YouTube and Netflix. A lot of good movies. Yeah, a lot of good. A lot movies. of good movies. A lot of them came out sort of either straight to video or or to streaming services. But there were some good movies yeah. that came out. I did like Mank. It was pretty good. Uh, you gave it a six earlier. But we'll six, move on. which is that's that's good. For, I just, I don't. I wasn't a big fan of the the one story. Of the, one of the weakest uh, David Fincher movies I've ever but seen. But the execution was flawless. You mm-hmm. know, um, it's it's just it's so technically well done that you have to respect it and put it up there because it is David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's yeah, same thing. Not my favorite David Fincher movie. So speaking of rating systems, quick question: Do you think that online apps such as Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic are ruining? certain things 
giving more people a platform just to shit on stuff and turn people off of good things. I absolutely love, love, love the fact that there is a critic Mm -hmm. rating and a user rating Mm -hmm. because it shows how full of shit critics are, (laughs) how out of touch critics are, and how the people always get it right. Always? I w- you could line up a hundred movies mm-hmm. and I'd be willing to bet hard currency USD that I agreed with the, the audience at least 80 out of a hundred times. I find that interesting. I would say probably 55 to 60% of the time, at least in my personal taste, I more go along more with the audience over than the critic reviews, but more and more time goes on. Like I find people like, Oh, you know, I bought, I went and saw this movie and I didn't like it because it had a cameo from Dwayne, the rock Johnson. And I don't like Dwayne, the rock Johnson. So I give it a zero. Wait, <laughs> you say it's a bigger problem. No, no. I'm, what fans? I'm saying is, is the like, critics are like, Oh, uh, Sandlot. It was a, uh, it was a unrealistic of, of uh, what life was like in the 60s. Uh, right. Where was the racial factor? I'm like, what? We're talking about Sandlot. Right. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, was, you, that, I read you, that you, review and I was enraged. Somebody actually said that yes. about Sandlot? Wow. Yeah. I was like, there is a valid me? point to critics being completely out of touch with what people are yes. interested in. Like they all, it's all political. I had a, all it, it all political. political. I had a there's, good there's conversation one. with my brother this past week, and I said, like a lot of people that are creating entertainment are so out of touch with what people want right now. They just are making what they think is cool. Like well, I no, eat the last three Star Wars movies. They ha- oh. and so they have pressure to sound smart. Right. They have pressure to be like a thought leader. Mm-hmm. They can't just give an honest opinion. They have to. To have this big, long, flowery, uh, deriving meaning where there is none. Right. Like, it's all horse shit. Yeah. That's why I don't, like, give me your gut opinion first and then explain what it is. They feel like they have to shock somebody with a hot take and they'll overrate things that fit a certain uh, philosophy to their own detriment because they lose credibility. Right. I can't stand it. So what you're saying is, if I were to tell you about a movie that has a 28% critic rating, but a 62% audience approval rating, Probably. would that help you change your mind about Batman versus Superman? <laughs> so the critic is what? The critic's rating is 28. Audience score is 62. All right. Well, like Boom, I said, Boom shakalaka, Snyder I Cut, said, 2021, that's baby. Why said, that's why I said 85 out of 100. Right. That's the, there are exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> I still go on record. I, still, I like that movie. It's fantastic. It's, not a it's good movie. so good. It is. It's, got, it's very fun. The aesthetics of it. Not perfect, but still The great. experience of it do, is great. I love we it. We need to do that. I was a fan of Lex Luthor. Like movie reviews that we hate, or nah, nah, that'd be too much research. <laughs> Which we all know we're not big into <laughs> movies that you hate. <laughs> no movies like movie reviews that are so out of touch. Um, oh, that would be a tough one to that'd research. That'd be really yeah, tough to sure. research. Yeah, it's a good idea though. What does that say that even the fans, the audience, is sixty-two, which is not good. That is not good. That's barely over fifty percent. That's about what I gave Mank. Yeah, I agree. And that also not a great movie. Not a good movie. Like, you want to know what I rated Batman v Superman on IMDb? What? Eight. 
I gave it eight out of ten. Get the fuck out of my apartment. Eight out of ten. <laughs> You're kidding me. No. I liked it that much. An eight out of ten. Yeah. Eight out of ten. What? <laughs> Here he that's goes. One, thing that, one thing that's blown my I'm gonna mind. I'm going to add this to my top ten. <laughs> yeah. One thing that 20, 20 moments right here. Absolutely shocked me, but it's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. I, I am very dogmatic. I'm like, wait, you don't agree with everything I say? Or mm-hmm. I can't believe there's another opinion. Which it's not, obviously it's not reality. Right. But one thing that has surprised me, we have disagreed on some, a lot of stuff where I'm like, wait, what? I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. I don't you know question me often. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it boils yeah. down to. I got to say, I really like this. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, your face crinkles. Yeah. I just, it's, <laughs> so, it's adorable. I, I why I assume Did you we... show that to Corliss? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've shown nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gentleman and a professional above all else. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I can't be nice to somebody. Did I treat her any different than Beth? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go back. I'm literally going to have to go back. And watch this Adam's going to call you in like 90 minutes. Like when you're getting home, you're like, I got, I'm having, I got, I got, and it's not going to make a sense. It's just going to be him going. Is that the dialogue of Batman versus Superman? It's yeah. That with Martha thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, even you know the weakness. That that's a weak point. It is. It is an Achilles heel of an otherwise but one really line great doesn't movie. Doesn't ruin a movie. But I also understand why they did it. The movie sucked. <laughs> Both fans and critics panned it. Apparently not. The fans gave 62 it sixty-two percent. Terrible. It means for more than half of movie. the people that saw it like it liked it. Yeah. But for a superhero movie, that is god awful. You want to be in like the low 90s or the high 80s for a superhero movie at least. What is what is Wonder Woman 84? Oh, I don't know. Which has been nonstop panned by everybody. That's I, bet, I, bet you the, I bet you the critics love it, though. Um, they like everything, though. No. Like, as when it comes it, it to like superhero movies. It specifically fits their narrative. Superhero movies I have not seen get lower than like a 70. We just looked at okay. uh, Other Batman vs. Superman. Most of all, especially the Marvel movies, everyone talks them up like crazy. And the more and more Too that the Marvel so, movies have gone on, they have, to me, they've lost part of their charm. I agree. Wonder Woman certified fresh, guys. 62%. It's the exact same <laughs> bad. It's not good. Critics. 62%. Really? That means it must be a piece of shit. It's 73. Oh, okay. You lying son of a bitch. <laughs> no, that's serious. Yeah. Look, behold on the phone. I haven't seen it, but uh, it's okay. Again, it's, those are two not good scores. I like, I really like stuff with that dark aesthetic, like mm-hmm. the gothy kind of thing. I know I'm on a, I'm on a rant here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hit Reddit so fucking hard when I get home. <laughs> Well, you were also on record as saying you loved Batman, the original. I uh, absolutely, yeah. The Tim Burton one, especially. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, talking about. Love it. I love everything about it. I love Batman Returns. So, like, that's those are my favorite Batman movies are the ones that get the tone. And we've talked about that. Overall kind of vibe of Batman, which is very moody yes. for me. Um, Tim Burton did it all the way. I feel like they did it great, The Dark Knight, but not as good in Batman Begins or Dark Knight no. Rises, although those two movies are fantastic. I'm, mm-hmm. I have nothing bad All to say about them. All three of those them. trilogies. I just think Dark Knight was the one that really it. got the mood captured yeah. perfectly. That's the kind of somber melancholy. Like, 
And even the new one that's coming out with Robert Pattinson looks like it captures the preview that mood. bad. The preview yes. looks like it's Robert Pattinson's a great actor. Yeah. He, I'm on record as saying that. I'm on record for that too. Good time and the lighthouse. He's excellent in everything I've sold seen. Sold me on it. If you haven't seen The Lighthouse. The King, it's on that's uh, on Netflix. He's excellent in that, even though it's a small part. I'm fucking Team ne- Edward all the way. Me baby. too. Like I was like all And the then way. again, like there have been several young actors who grow up to be great actors. But it's always the ones who the don't go off the rails and do stupid shit. Right. He clearly made a point after uh Twilight, which I haven't I haven't seen a single Twilight. He may be excellent in him. I don't know. But he made a conscious decision, a smart one. So did Kristen Stewart. Like, I'm going to do several indie projects where I can show that yeah. I can legit act. Harry yeah. Potter did it. Yeah, but he is, didn't do it very well. He did a yeah. He's he's not as good as Pattinson. Yeah, Violet Pattinson. I think he's going to be he's it if he keeps his trajectory is like the he's, next Christian Bale level yep. actor. In I'll my give opinion. you that. The, he's uh, really good. Did you see the Lighthouse? Is that the one where it's about the uh, lighthouse? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, didn't I mean see it. it really is. That's oh, that's exactly what it is about. No, like, I didn't see it. Okay, watch What's that. It on? It's on Amazon uh, Prime. It's streaming right now. It's very. It's an odd little flick. Um, it's kind of. It's bizarre. It's bizarre as Get Out. How but bizarre. Like not OMC. How bizarre. But yeah. <laughs> 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 thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> cruising all around that's why it's going on in his head while he's doing all this biking he's talking about that's, he's, he's got like these big long loops on the street <laughs> he's making his own his own, own early 90s music video my sunshine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's living a good life <laughs> Oh uh, yeah! Fuck Batman's or Superman. <laughs> Did you like Man of Steel? No. Okay. <laughs> I liked Man of Steel. So I thought Man I. of Steel was cool. Did you? Which what was, was, that, was that the one Man that Steel had or Batman versus? Superman? Oh, Batman and Superman, all the way, all the way. Which one had Michael Shannon in it? Man of Steel. Man of Steel. He was the best part of that movie by a mile. He's a good actor. He's, He's really good. He's actor. another really good actor. One yeah. of the most underrated actors. Because he always plays a, uh, but he has some, several. He always movies plays somebody that's a little bit off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, does. he does a couple. Like, uh, the, like, oh my that god, Waco have you seen series? Bug? Did y'all ever no. see Bug? That's no. such a freaky movie. What's it about? It's the director of The Exorcist. It's uh, the only way I could explain it without giving anything away is two people on a total meth binge, just completely losing their minds for. 90 minutes. He's it. He's <laughs> and it's him and Ashley Judd. Interesting. And like they, they really go completely crazy well, it, and it's, it's got some like body horror stuff in it. So it's a little squeamish, mm-hmm. um, but very well made. Like just, it's one of those movies that when like it's, uh, it, when it's done, you're like, my whole day is fucked. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? You know, those kind of movies, yeah. like when uh, it's Darren done, like, like that's movie. it. Like I can't go, do a normal thing now right. because this has made that kind of impact on me Right, where I'm like, Oh fuck it. So you just got to like watch it at the end of the day. <laughs> Did you see nocturnal animal? Nocturnal animal. If you, you get it. past the opening credits, yeah, then you're going to say, then you, that's like a litmus test for that movie. You're like, all right, let's see what you got in you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Another great Michael Shannon uh, performance. I don't remember liking nocturnal animals. It was much. good. I like, there's a couple scenes with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. That were good, but that's not like the whole story. 
Yeah, he's and good in it. Amy Adams. Every, oh, I liked the all the stuff that he throughout. was in, but the other stuff that was like Amy Adams' piece of it, I just got bored. Oh, I liked it because it's like she—it's regret. Like, she's, what about uh, Human Centipede? <laughs> <laughs> Nether tasteful yeah. art house film. Yeah, <laughs> the full sequence. <laughs> Michael Shannon's also excellent in the Waco miniseries. I haven't watched that. yet. I haven't seen that. It's eh. But his performance is really, really good. John Leguizamo is really good in it. Did they, you see Take Shelter? I saw. I started it. That's the one where he has the kid that's like some religious cult. It's, no, that's Midnight Special. That's oh, yeah. another good one. Midnight Special was good, but Take Shelter, where he has these premonitions of the world ending. Uh, very cool. Hmm. Very cool movie. I like movies like that. I'll check that out. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I think. I, I think. I, you know, now that you mentioned, I think I saw that in one of those Watch Mojo. Most underrated performances, uh-huh. and I think that was on there. That was one of the ones that it's really good. That really got me liking him. It was because when I saw Bug, it was years ago, and it was so kind of unnerving and just it's such a raw movie. I don't, I can't say that I like it necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's one of those movies that I walked away from going, okay, that was an experience, and they really executed it so well that kudos to you. It's like that movie Mother. Didn't see it, but that's very divisive. I know. Like, it's like, that like, shows up on those lists I, all the time. Yeah, you're never going to walk away from that movie going like, I'll check it out again. <laughs> Did you like, uh, like one and done. Requiem for a Dream? Very much. That's my favorite drug movie. Very much. Like I watched Requiem for a Dream the first time high, <laughs> which was not good because I was alone. I was like alone. It was just weed, the most, but it was still oh. enough that like by the end of it, I was like sitting there and like had my pipe. I was like, nope. <laughs> put it down it's the most intense of course that movie. lasted like a week like the very next week I was like how much for a quarter you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a requiem for a dream baby. Uh, I think that movie that's is such a good movie a, excellent movie that's yeah. fantastic it, it proves its point so well oddly enough I can watch that one I w- I've watched it quite a bit a few times that, that like I've heard people say that that's one of those movies they couldn't watch a second time and like weirdly I can yeah. and it's it's okay like just because there's there's I feel like there's a lot to unpack there mm-hmm. uh, the mother movie I, I could probably go back and watch a second time just because Jennifer Lawrence is sexy mm. she's not attractive she's attractive just that's not really the oh, she's, good actress, she's not presented in that way in the movie does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I know what It's you mean. not like, oh, she's sexy. I don't think she's really a sex symbol in any of her movies. Not even Winter's Bone. <laughs> Never saw that. <laughs> Never I saw that. I just want to say because it's Bone. Yeah. <laughs> like, Winter's Bone was really good. She, she is a little bit on uh, what was American Hustle. That was a great oh, yeah. movie. Underappreciated movie. Uh, great cast, great story. And she was like kind of wearing like kind of like uh, revealing clothing throughout the whole thing. And she was kind of this. Like, uh, that wasn't Amy Adams. She was in it too. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence was the one that was Christian Bale's, I think wife in the movie that was crazy. And then even then in that movie, even though she's like a sex, can be considered a sex symbol. It was more about her acting. Her mm-hmm. act. She's a really good actress. Bat shit crazy. You see interviews with her? Yeah. She's an insane Jennifer person. Lawrence? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Insane. Yeah. Very insane. Uh, she's like a 60 minutes episode where you're like, this person's crazy. She's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Mm. He's got. I've seen a few interviews with her too where I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, did you ever see that movie um, with Scarlett Johansson? It's called. Yes. 
Uh, <laughs> I've seen all of them. Well, this one, like, it was talking about, talking about Andy. It was like this weird, like science fiction where she, under the skin. Yes. Yep. No, never I did that. see that. That yeah. was a, that was a movie that you want to talk about critics loving and telling me like I should, I read There's more no to love that reviews movie. of that movie talking about how well made and how, how like really good it is and da, 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 da. And it's got this metaphor and blah, blah, blah. And I watched it and here's how, you know, a movie's bad. It's got full frontal say. Yeah, yeah. nudity from Scarlett Johansson. And I was still like, yawn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. That's how you know you fucked up. Yeah. You know, she like improvised all those pickup scenes. Those were real pickup scenes. I did. Yeah. And it's yeah. like one of the guys has like, oh, a shocker. An attractive and woman can get whoever she wants. In a and, van. And, yeah. And, yeah. And weird ass. I'm like, oh, but she's got a wig on. Exactly. I'm like, that only makes it hotter what's wrong with you <laughs> oh man oh uh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so let's wrap this up 2020 was a great year we'll see. what was it 2020 sucked ass <laughs> we made it through and we I had, had a great year we had some yeah because because of enrique <laughs> I would have had a great year regardless. So that's just me though. Always looking at the bright side. How dare you not give Enrique the credit? He <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell him tonight. It's a poor artist that blames his tools. Yeah. <laughs> the ingratitude is no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So yeah, you so, yeah. you'd have gotten it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? What was that just now? Oh, it's just pure, pure <laughs> unabided hatred. No, <laughs> you guys all are right. my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you all next year in 2021, everybody. Uh, have a great rest of the year. Eat steaks with mayonnaise. Eat steaks and mayonnaise. Actually, the next brisket I'm going to do is going to be coated in mayonnaise to make the bark. And do yourself a favor. Listen to Phil Collins' Grace Hits. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the mayonnaise of music. <laughs> You like mayonnaise. I, not as much as you guys say. I talked about using it one time. That's a good point. And like Mark's hit me up. He's like, hey, he's sending me shit with mayonnaise all the time. Like, like my last name's fucking Hellman's. I don't even know what that is. It's a brand of mayonnaise. You would know the brand of mayonnaise. I do send you a lot of mayonnaise you content. You send me a lot of mayonnaise content. I was the one on record saying mayonnaise is terrible. It's okay. <laughs> I did have tuna today mm-hmm. and I didn't have any dill relish. So I just made it with just mustard and I wanted to kill myself. Ew. Ew. I'm trying to lose some weight. Fish and mustard. <laughs> it was gross. It sounds terrible. It, but with relish, it's really good. And Adam's Still like, I've sounds been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to lose weight. I've been cooking it. lately. <laughs> There's your recipe for 2021. Tuna oh, sorry. And mustard. Why are you talking about this still? <laughs> you guys have any goals for 2021 that y'all have set? Yeah, fuck Corliss Delorte. No, <laughs> wow, joking, <laughs> joking. That'll be the the tag for the little video on Instagram. No, it's gonna be it. Like yeah, no, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Make sure you at me on that one. <laughs> Right now, Adam's like, fuck. I'm joking. She's a really cool person, very friendly. There's nothing going on. I know. She's so pretty. Shut up.
<laughs> like I'm being picked on in middle school. Right now. <laughs> that's what yeah, that's, that's kind like of like what's going you. on. That's kind of what's going on. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next year. Bye. 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 <laughs>